With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Cara Vargas of the WIFL. You are listening to Jonathan Regis and Jim Williams on 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. Another episode of 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me in a second is going to be Jim Williams. We're just trying to get Jim Williams to connect. Having a little bit of problems here. Don't know where Jim Williams is, but he should be coming in. This could be Jim, but we have a call from 661 Area Code, so let's take that right away just in case it's not Jim. Hello, you're on the air. All right, can you hear me, John? Here you go. So that is Jim. Why is it coming up that you're calling from California? Uh, blame Skype. My Skype to call uh, thing. Am I coming in okay? You're coming in good. Okay. Well, God bless can you America. Hear I can hear you just fine. Apparently, uh, Blog Talk Radio has uh, uh, changed a couple of settings. Uh, and hence, the way we connect via Skype is uh, is no moss, which sucks. Huh? In fact, I might try to reconnect in a moment or two via Skype. I, I don't know if that'll happen or if I'll just break everything in the Internet. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But you're here, and that's the most important thing because we got a really good show. It's NFL Week 1. Well, tonight it's in the books. But Sunday, the first Sunday of the NFL season, is in the books. So we're going to be recapping in a lot of those games today, Jim. A lot on the table for sure. I mean, we've had a lot of exciting football action already, uh, some historic performances, uh, and we've got even more in store tonight. Oh, am I kidding? The Eagles are going to get trounced. Um, but uh, a, lot, a lot to go over from uh, Sunday's action for sure. Well, you don't have any uh, faith in your Eagles tonight? Um, you always have faith, but I have this thing called reality. Kind of uh, gets in the way a little bit. So, reality sucks, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <sighs> it really does. Well, also, we do have a guest joining us today as well, around the twelve fifteen mark. Ten-year NBA vet Malik Allen played with the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, the Brooklyn Nets, but then the New Jersey Nets will be stopping by to talk a little bit about his NBA career. We're going to throw something at him as well. Uh, something that Dennis Rodman did today, and we want to get Malik's take on that. And also. Malik's newest venture, InRecruit at InRecruit.com. What is it? Find out when Malik Allen joins us at the 12-15 mark. Jim, I think it's time we look yeah. into these football games. Yeah, there were some uh, pretty good ones. I think before we even get into specific games, we have to talk about the historic moment that occurred in the opening seconds of Sunday's action. I don't know if this is the first time it's ever happened, John, but it wouldn't surprise me. The Tennessee-Pittsburgh game, the opening kickoff, which, of course, is you know either going to be a touchback or like a two-yard game anymore. That's yeah. the way the, the, the game is. You know, how can I word this? Okay, ball is kicked off. It's pretty much at the goal line when it's received. And what happens? Uh... The guy drops back and downs it for what he thinks is a touchback. Only problem is it's a safety. Yeah, Darius Raynaud. Darius Raynaud. Uh, he, he's your clubhouse leader for dumbass of the weekend. <laughs> uh, well, he's, he, he was a rookie, isn't he? 
Uh, that I'm not sure of. Okay. I got to swear he was a rookie. But, but, you know, I mean. I, I don't care if you're a rookie. This is the NFL, son. You got a little nerves there, right? I mean, you do stupid things as a rookie. But, stupid things happen. But, but, yeah, look at Deshaun Jackson for a great example of that. Well, there but, you go. I mean, and, and that wasn't the first safety. There were three safeties in the first 30 minutes of Sunday's action. I mean, they were doing Amazing. a safety dance all over the league. Amazing. Well, you had the safety in the Jets game. You had the safety in the Jags game, which they only finished with two points at the final score, Jim. Yeah, and that's the first time in the history of the NFL that a game has finished 28-2. to Crazy. Crazy. People who, thought, people who look that stuff up get a life. But still, that's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing stuff. Oh, and the man. Jaguars are screwed. Yeah, so. big time. Well, there are a couple of games we are going to go really in-depth about, but let's kind of break some of the other games down a little bit, too, because we do have an hour today. Uh, like I said, Malik okay. Allen, a uh, 10-year NBA vet, will be joining us at the 12:15 mark, so we'll cut off our uh, NFL recap, talk to Malik a while, and then uh, we'll get to the NFL recap and some of the other stories after that as well. Uh, of course, we're going to go with the first game we picked, Jim, um, yeah. in our uh, predictions on Friday, and that was the Jets and Buccaneers. Jets uh, prevailing eighteen to seventeen. Um, you You're know, happy, it, man, I am. You, listen, you take what you can get, especially in Week One. But you know what? Geno Smith didn't look that terrible. Twenty-four of thirty-eight, two fifty-six, a touchdown in the pick. Could have been far worse. He could have butt fumbled. He could have butt fumbled, but not even that. Six carries, 47 yards on the ground. He was scrambling. He was throwing. Wasn't a great six, but the really cool thing about it was the chemistry him and Kellen Winslow had. He uh, targeted Kellen Winslow eight times, connected seven times for 79 yards on a touchdown. Might be something we might be seeing a lot of this season. Yeah, but but let's, let's pump the brakes, Mr. Jets fan here. When your quarterback is also your leading rusher, you got problems. You absolutely have problems. Yeah, you got serious bleeping problems. I mean, he, yeah, Bilal Powell. Powell was 12 carries for 29 yards. Chris Ivory, 10 for 15. You know, they need somebody to step up. And, and I'm a long believer of this. If you, uh, I mean, you look at Detroit the last couple of years where they've, or, uh, yeah, Detroit and Green Bay, among other teams, you're potentially in trouble when you have no running game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Detroit especially, and, and in this case the Jets especially too, they need someone to take the initiative and be the quote-unquote number one running back, even if it's for 60 or 70 yards. Yeah. I mean, you can't, can't expect to win games doing little to nothing on the ground. You, you just can't. No, you can't. You have to have a balanced game. But like I told you, Jim, I said that the defense of the Jets is going to be a very good defense. It's going to keep them into a lot of games. This defense kept them in this game. Luckily for mm-hmm. them, Nick Folk and the offense won it for him because I can't believe it. Nick Folk went three for three from field goal land. So it happens. They got a good defense. I, I, I like what they're doing. I, I liked what their safeties did yesterday. I had I, you know what? Darrell Rivas was on the other side. Really didn't do anything. Uh, two pass deflections, only one tackle. Um, as of week one, the Jets' defense didn't miss Darrell Rivas. But let's see how that pans out when they play even better teams like the New England Patriots and so but, on. But, so it, but indulge this as long as you can. They have a better record than the reigning Super Bowl champions. Hey. Definitely do. But let's stick with the AFC East. Patriots and Bills, Patriots prevailing 23-21. to Tom Brady, 29-52, of 288 yards, two touchdowns. They only won by two, Jim. Only two against the Buffalo yeah. Bills. And it came down to a couple of field goal kicks to seal the deal in the end in the fourth quarter. Historically, and when I say historically, in this case, I mean the last couple of years, for some reason, and it escapes me, New England has a tough go of it at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I don't know what it is. Is it the crowd noise? Is it, well, it can't be the opposition because, you know, they're not super-duper great in Buffalo. 
Uh, E.J. Manuel was serviceable, 18 of 27. He completed two-thirds of his passes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, he had a better quarterback rating than Brady, put it to you that way. Yeah. Uh, but, again, with, with Buffalo Bills, you have to see who is going to step up. Uh, the running game was led by Fred Jackson for uh, 67 yards on 13 carries. Again, we go back to C.J. Spiller. Here's a guy who a lot of people are thinking sexy pit to break out this year. You know, not much. He averaged two and a half yards a carry in 17 carries. That's not going to win you a lot of games. No. Um, so, uh, yeah. he, again, Buffalo's a work in progress, and if there ever was such a thing as a moral victory, this was a moral victory for the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy, Shane Vereen. Uh, running back for the New England Patriots, 14 carries, 101 yards. But this is a guy that they got to get into the end zone, only four touchdowns in his career. Uh, guy picks up a lot of yardage. So if New England can uh, not only throw for touchdowns but get him in the end zone every once in a, and so often, you know, New England Patriots could look like the New England Patriots of old and they'll never miss a step. So, Well, as long as Belichick's in charge, they're never going to miss a step. You're right. Very, very true. Uh, let's continue on. Cincinnati Bengals. Chicago Bears, Bears winning 24-221. Andy Dalton, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Jay Cutler, two touchdowns, one interception. Matt Forte, only 50 yards on the ground for the Bears. Ben Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, 25 yards on the ground for Cincinnati. This, I I don't know, was this a flipper game? I mean, could this just went either way, Jim? Could have easily, could have very easily, but again, the passing game becomes the difference, and and Jake Cutler uh, got the job done, especially hooking up uh, uh, with Brandon Marshall, who's his go-to guy. I still like the Andy Dalton AJ Green tandem because that was uh, that was something. Targeted 13 times, nine grabs, 162 yards, two touchdowns for AJ Green, most valuable player of the game in a losing effort, shall we say? But yeah. uh, I think at this point we should sing Alouette Gentilalouette in honor of the CFL coach, who's now the head coach of the Bears. Um, but no, I, Chicago doesn't impress me. I mean, on paper, they don't look like a world beating team, but in the NFC North, they don't have to necessarily be a world beating team. Uh, you know, it, it was a coin flip game. It could have been either way. And as you can see, three point game, obviously the case. Yeah. We'll see what happens there throughout the season. Uh, you know, to me, Bengals are the better team. They didn't uh, win in week one, but you know, that happens. A lot of teams don't win in week one, but go on to have a great, great NFL season. But I still think Andy Dalton and the Bengals uh, will have a better season than the Chicago Bears. Um, just, like, just like with our pickums, Just like with our pickums, Whoever's in first place after week one, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. So should I tell them the record of week one so far? Or? Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> for a second. Okay. In, in week one so far, of course, not including uh, tonight's games that haven't happened yet. Jim is eight and six. I am twelve and two, but you know, it mounts up, and hopefully, I, I, uh, I am convinced you got your picks from Stu Finer or something, or Doctor Ron Bennett. I, I, I don't know. Mate, I don't know. It wasn't me, man. I'm telling you, I, I picked them from the top of my head, in Brooklyn. No, no, I called a couple of my bookies, man. So let's go to the Miami Dolphins twenty-three, Cincinnati. Oh, excuse me, Cleveland Browns ten. What did you think of this game? Ryan Tannenhill, 272 yards, 24-38, one touchdown, one interception. Brandon Whedon, three interceptions, Jim. Oh, jeez. Let, let, me, let me take a step back for a second here. Because I thought, and, and from the beginning of the preseason, I thought Cleveland would be a sexy pick to contend and maybe make a little noise in the AFC North. Not like this, they're not. Brandon Whedon, three pixies. I mean, he... he he somehow managed to save face in the middle of the game, but oh man, that, work work to be done in Cleveland Town, and namely work to be done when you only give Craig Richardson the ball 13 times for 47 yards. I mean, he averaged more yards per carry than anybody on the field, but you only gave him the ball 13 times. Yeah. Let him run. Let yeah. him make some plays happen. He's their best player, no question about it. So, exactly. And Brian Hartline with a nice, uh, you know, he targeted 15 times, nine receptions for 114 and a touchdown. He had a solid game for the uh, the Finns. They go to one and zero to start the season. 
Uh, again, Brandon Whedon, work in progress. How many times have you heard work in progress in Cleveland over the last mm, 15 years? Well, we'll see what happens there with Cleveland. It always looks like it could be a little better, but then it just doesn't go that way when the NFL season starts. But who knows? Like we said, it's only week one. All right, Jim, let's get to our guest uh, right now. Joining us is 10-year NBA veteran Malik Allen. Malik, how's it going, man? Hey, good. What's up, man? Not much. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Uh, in a little bit, we'll get to your uh, newest venture, which is uh, in recruit at inrecruit.com. We had a few people already email us and asking us, what is that? And, of course, we told them, you got to tune in and listen to uh, Malik talk about it. Um, right. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about your NBA career, but we got to throw this out to you first. Um, we had Chucky Brown on with us last week, and we threw a little question out to him. So now we got a question for you from some news today. And that's uh, Dennis Rod, uh, Rodman's news. Uh, he wants to put together uh, an NBA All-Star team, take him to North Korea, Malik. If you were chosen, would you accept an invitation to go to, with, with this All-Star team to North Korea? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. couldn't you could pay me you couldn't pay me any amount of money to hop on a plane to go to to go to to go to North Korea. I'm just I think I, I, I've I've uh, I think my, my, my playing days are over, and if I really mm-hmm. wanted to play that bad, I'd round up a couple of my buddies around my house, and we can just go play in the backyard. <laughs> it's easier a that lot way. Safer playing a, a lot safer playing a pickup game in, in the driveway, I would say. I, yeah, I, I would. Uh, you know, the, the worst the worst that could happen, and I could have a, a tree fall on, fall on me, I guess, out here <laughs> or a branch. You know, but, but yeah, I think I, I'll take that. I'll take that over... Uh, Potentially a missile flying over my head. It's in some crazy gym. I don't know. I, you know, I think Rodman is Rodman's good for a uh, for a lot of things, and obviously organized basketball activities are probably not one of them. <laughs> well, do you think do you think Malik that anything positive at all can come of this latest attempt at diplomacy, for lack of better terms, by the worm? <laughs> um, no. No, uh, I, you know, I think I think I think uh, I think Dennis probably thinks he's probably a little more important than he really is, especially especially dealing in uh, in those type of circumstances. I, you know, you know, I, who knows? I I know that uh, I know I know that dealing with North Korea and and and, and world and, and world affairs and nuclear weapons is probably not probably not in his wheelhouse of. Uh, you know, probably not in his wheelhouse of uh, of expertise, I, I should say. So, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 get, I get the feeling. I get the feeling that you know somebody had told Rodman months, even years ago, "Hey, if you go to North Korea, you get a chance to hang with little kid." And he thought it was the rap artist or something. And then he realizes, "Oh no, it's a little pint-sized dude who runs North Korea." And, it was all downhill from there. It's 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 just something I don't understand why he's doing this, why he's over there. Uh, you know, another thing I was thinking about is 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 anybody gonna be interested in going with him? You know, that's that's the thing I really want to see, Malik, is this. I hear anybody... Alan Iverson's available. <laughs> well you know what's you know what's funny you know what's funny is you you probably, you'd be surprised you you know, listeners there's a lot of bat. There's a lot of basketball players out there. A lot of retired guys out there. You never know who you might be able to get. Um, I, you know, I know that that is just. I know it's not not for me. I, I yeah. I'll uh, I'll read about it on the internet, I guess. But you know, that's just. Uh, you know, I, I think I Dennis. I think Dennis a lot of he, he likes the attention. And this is another way for him to grab some attention. Obviously, mm-hmm. so. Well, no doubt about that. <laughs> All right, man, well, let's uh, talk a little bit about your career. You played, uh, you know, 10 years in the NBA, un- undrafted uh, free agent. Uh, you, you know, you stuck with Miami for a little bit. You haven't played since the 2010-2011 NBA season. Was there any interest over the last couple of years in any teams in uh, trying to uh, get you to return to the NBA? Uh, well, in all honesty, no. You know, I think I think I got to my 10th, and, and um, I pretty much knew that that was – that was it, um, you know. That that was it, and you know, ten getting ten was a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, after that point, 
I was finished now, you know, if I were to start, you know, if I were to, you know, a year ago, if I were to get back to the gym and really take a hard go at it, you know, yeah. maybe there would be some interest in trying to, you know, sign you know, sign me like later in the season or, you know, an extra body in the playoffs to get a couple of workouts or something like that. But, you know, the reality was, you know, my career, you know, in the NBA, you know, it came to an end and I had a great run, you know, much more than, you know, obviously, obviously all the NBA people thought when I wasn't drafted. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't complain, can't complain at all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking through uh, some of your things, you know, you began your career with the uh, San Diego Wildfire, uh, went into the IBL for a little bit with Trenton. For guys coming out of the, uh, college who don't get drafted, you know, it discourages them. Uh, what what advice would you give to players coming out? They don't get drafted. They still want to make it to the NBA dreams, but they're getting down on themselves. What would be your advice to them? I would say, I would say definitely. I mean, you play for this long, you know, you play for that long, and um, you know, because I was one of those guys. I mean, you know, once I, when I, you know, when I didn't get drafted, I, you know, there's there were a lot more things. Um, when I came out of college in terms of pre-draft camps and all that kind of stuff than there is now. I went through and played, and I played I played really well. I played really, really well and thought I put myself in a position, um, you know, potentially to get drafted. You know, a second-round draft pick, not a first-round draft pick, but in the second round. It didn't happen. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty, uh, I, I was pretty down. Um, but, you know, I, you, you have to give it a shot. I mean, and, and I know it sounds kind of, cliched and, and you know but but that's the reality you know it's, it's um there's ways to there's ways to keep you've you played all your life and you know you just don't stop you just don't stop um because of one hiccup you know um, it's, it's a big one you know it, it was a big 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 blow to your ego and mm-hmm. but you know at the end of the day like i said i mean there's you know you keep playing for the love and that's what i did i mean i was you know that that first stint in, in the aba was rough um you know, it's kind of a horror story, you know, in terms of no environment, they're not getting paid to team filing bankruptcy, so they didn't have to pay us anymore, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but, you know, it, it, it taught me a lot of things, it made me tougher, um, you know, really had to, I really had to, taught me how to live on my own, and, 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 you know, next thing you know, I have a shot, you know, I have a shot to make a team in Miami, and, uh, and the rest is kind of history from there, so. It was a uh, great learning lesson, and you know, taught me mental toughness, taught me a lot about myself, and um, and you know, it just it was it was all part of the process. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah. Malik Allen from uh, InRecruits.com joining us here on Twenty Four Seven Sports Hub Radio with uh, Jim Williams, Jonathan Regis. And uh, you talk about, Malik, the, the situation, you know, your trials and tribulations before you got into the association. In this day and age, if you're, you know, not even drafted by an NBA team, there is another option, of course, the NBDL, the NBA Development League. Do players have it just so much better now that there's there's kind of, for lack of better terms, a minor league, an officially sanctioned minor league, for them to hone their crafts and hone their skills with the NBDL? No, I think so. I, I think I think um, you know. I think the NBA did a, a really good job with the NBDL uh, from when it started to where it is now. Um, you, you know, I, I think every year you, you'll you'll see anywhere from I think fifty maybe to seventy five call ups at some point. Now all those guys won't stick throughout the course of the year, but they get called up and they get a shot. Um, and that's you know that, that that's. Those are really good numbers, and um, and the competitions. You know, it's. I mean, I watch those games. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I watch those games. Um, you know, and and uh, and in some ways, those games are really good because those those guys are fighting for something. You know, so you know, not to take anything away from an NBA game because you know it's 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 my favorite sport, obviously, and I still follow mm-hmm. it closely. But it's it's a. You know, you have that combination of. Of, of, you know, from a strategic standpoint of NBA basketball with, you know, guys just, you know, guys fighting, you know, guys fighting for that opportunity and and showing that they that they belong. Um, and I, you know, I can I, I could and the thing is I can identify with that 110. 
um, you know, again, and I think they re- did a really good job because, you know, and another thing earlier on was you had a lot of guys with, with when MBDL first started, you know, a lot of guys said, well, it's not, you know, you don't get paid as much. I'm just going to go overseas. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what happened earlier. But now you're starting to see more guys staying, you know, just because the league is really the league is really well uh, really well run. Um, the, the competition is much better. Um, and like I said, you have when you have a number of potentially 50 guys in the season getting called up, you know, you got a shot. And you're right here in the states. Um, so you know, and you have a lot of guys who are former pros that are playing in it. Um, guys who've been in D League, the guys who were overseas. So you got to really, it, it, it's really, really competitive. So um, you know, I thought I think they've done a really, really nice job with it. Yeah, and the D League is getting uh, national television exposure as well. NBA TV, I think CBS Sports Network has shown some of their games. So it's also an outlet to to get that attention. Uh, that you that you seek as a player to be known on a national level and obviously to to move yourself up and you know next level and there are fewer instances like you were talking about being in you know independent leagues where you're not sure if you're even going to get a paycheck uh, you know love of the game is a wonderful thing to have but ultimately you play to get paid and uh, the NBDL continuing to expand. In fact, they expanded, of course, uh, for this season uh, up in our neck of the woods here in the Delaware Valley with the, I believe they're called the Delaware 87ers, uh, uh, the Sixers affiliate. Don't get me started on that name. That's a whole other conversation. I think. <laughs> but no, it seems like, it seems like they're, they're on the way up and up, and uh, they've done a great job. It's a great feeder system for the association. Yeah, no no question. Like that. They've, they've done a really nice job. and. Um, you know, now you, you have. You, there, there's enough interest where, you know, when it first started, you had a few teams, and now you have more and more teams who, more and more NBA teams who, you know, they used to share affiliations, you know, three or four sure. teams to share a D-League team. Now, now an NBA team wants their mm-hmm. own D-League team, um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of progress um, because they have, you know, the teams, they have people that they want to keep close to the chest and, um, you know, guys that they draft now, they want to be able to put them back into their own D League team um, to monitor their progress. You know, still underneath, you know, a 76ers umbrella or San Antonio Spurs umbrella, Miami Heat umbrella. Uh, so, no, it's great. It, it really is. And, and you, know, the, you know, people who, who don't check it out, I mean, it's it, it's good basketball. And that are that are real basketball fans, it's good basketball. It really is. Mm-hmm. No, it really is. Yeah, I definitely watch it. And- it would be nice to get some of those uh, younger stars on here with us, too. But let me ask you this, Malik, because uh, about a year ago, we had a little bit of debate uh, on this uh, show about this. Antoine Walker, he's been uh, playing for the uh, Idaho Stampede for the last two seasons. You know, here's a guy, uh, you know, one of the stars of the NBA at one, uh, one point with the Boston Celtics. Uh, and, you know, now he's in the NBDL. Um, are you cool with veterans who had the chance, who, you know, were able to, you know, chase their dream and get it in the NBA for so many seasons playing in the NBDL, or do you think that's taking a spot away from one of the younger guys that could possibly uh, showcase themselves? Ooh, uh, good question. Um, you know, if, if the league, if the league, you know, there's not too much to, you know, you or I can really say. If the league allows it, then obviously yeah. – you know that, that you know they're going to be there. Um, you know, I, I think, I think there is a lot of merit to your point that it potentially be taking something away from a younger guy who's mm-hmm. trying to get on. Um, and but at the end of the day, it's all about the need at the next level. Um, so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know if you know, Antoine still's got a little bit of tank. You know, when a team and, and a D League team wants to keep them on, you know, because they can help them win, help them help the team win, or you know, or maybe get them back a shot. I, I see it. You know, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the other side of, you know, you got a guy who's played in the league. You know, Antoine played. Uh, you know, I know he played at least maybe 12 years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you're trying to. You're trying to play your back your way back in. I mean, that's you know, I, I I I think that I think those opportunities really 
to try to be, you know, you try your hardest to keep those for your younger guys, where if you got a guy that's right on par with maybe Antoine from a skill perspective, um, you know, when he's younger, trying to find his way, then, then, then that spot should go to him in order to yeah. give an opportunity. Um, but, you know, it, we're sitting here talking on the radio about it, I guess, and the NBA is probably, you know, those teams make the call. You know, at the end of the day, they're the ones saying, well, give them a call because maybe, maybe in, in uh, you know, in March I can sign them for the rest of the season to get some yeah. kind of shape. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right, Malik, uh, you know, before we let you go, we want to talk a little bit about InRecruit at InRecruit.com. Why don't you let our listeners know what InRecruit is and uh, what it does? Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, so uh, you know, really what what, uh, what the platform is about, um, you know, it's about giving athletes an opportunity to um, sign up. And, you know, when you, when you get older, you know, and, and when I was in the NBA, you know, one of the things that they always preach to you is you're a brand. You know, you start to build your brand. Um, and the same can be said, you know, when you're when you're in high school. I mean, really, um, you know, we're in a world of obviously social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, um, and that's where a lot of the kids are. Um, and you know, going back to when my co-founder and I, my partner, we, we first started this. Um, you know, we were both sort of in the world of um, no coaching and, and, and high school on both ends and you know some of the feedback from the coaches was well we have to we have to recruit in this world now but if we had a platform that was similar um, that was catered to us where you can kind of keep you know you can have a separation of church and state between Facebook and maybe you know recruiting where it's a little bit more where, where it's a little bit more um, focused defined um, professional I guess in some ways um, you can also incorporate the parent aspect of it, um, you know, which is which is a big need. You know, that would be great, and that's what we set out to do, and and that's what you know, in recruit is. You know, you can you come, sign up, um, you know, you build your profile, and it's about um, you know, upload your videos, your photos. Um, we have a news aggregator in the middle of it where, you know, you you can you punch in your high school name, your name. Um, you know, colleges you like to follow and you get news on them every day. Um, you know, the, the the purpose of that was for a kid, you know, a kid has a has a great game, um, mm-hmm. you know, high school has a great win. You'll be able to get that sent to you and you can archive it or you can you can help send that out to different colleges, you know, in, in an attempt to, you know, to help find a school, you know. And then for the kids who get a lot of news, some of the top kids, you know, the really good kids, they get news on themselves all the time. And, you know, it's a great way for you to keep it, save it, um, you know, and you have for the rest of your life, and um, you know, and again, it gives the gives the college coaches, you know, gains visibility, you know, the ability to make connections with with kids they may not have been able to, um, especially when you start getting out of the top 150, 200 kids, um, you know, and that's really that's the genesis of it. That's the genesis mm-hmm. of it, and it's, uh, you know, we've gotten some good feedback, and we got some athletes on here now, and and uh, you know, doing some things, connecting, and. You know, posting photos and videos, and um, you know, I'm on there. You know, I have um, parents and and kids. You know, they 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 connect with me and ask me questions about my experience. And that was another thing we wanted to do to kind of bring me closer, you know, to the experience that I went through, and you know, help out in any way that I can um, without being in the living room next to them. So, um, and it's been fun. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. It's been a totally different experience, but it's been a uh, it's been a great experience. And at the end of the day, it's another way to try to try to help um, try to help kids, you know, in, in the recruiting world and help the coaches in their in their in their daily recruiting efforts. Great. So if you're uh, an athlete, you're a parent of an athlete, you're a coach, fan, or as it even says on here, a sports writer, get over to uh, inrecruit.com. I n r e c r u i t dot com. Sign up, uh, make your platform, and start building it. Malik Allen, uh, former NBA player, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on in the future again. Yeah, no problem. I, w- I would love to. I'd love to. You can get me on. We could talk some. When the season starts, we could talk NBA basketball a little bit. So, sounds Absolutely. great, awesome, Malik. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. you thanks, Malik. Have a good one. So that'd be good. Inrecruit.com. Check it out. Um, Malik Allen, uh, a 10-year NBA vet. Great, great, great to have him on with Athlete, us. Uh, coaches, connections, absolutely. And he would not go to North Korea with Dennis Rodman. So, 
Now that that's the biggest thing right there. I think. I, I mean, think uh, every and uh, you know you know every current every former NBA player we have on from uh, today on, we're going to have to ask about that. I'm going to uh, send a little text to my uh, to our good friend Chucky Brown later, ask him if he would go with Dennis Rodman in North Korea, get his take oh, on. Geez. Oh. I got. I got to ask everybody now. I got to, you know. It's the sixty-four thousand dollars question. It is the uh, the ice breaking question. Yes. It is. It is. It's uh, you know, it, it's it, and and also it's interesting too to find out. So. Yeah. All right, Jim. It's time to uh, continue with our uh, NFL recap of twenty-five minutes into the show. If anybody wants to call, and the phone number is three four seven two three seven five three seven three. So let's get with the Detroit Lions. And the Minnesota Vikings, the Lions winning 34-24. to Christian Ponder did not look good, Jim. Christian Ponder was vintage Christian Ponder. That's the best way I can put it. I mean, he he was 18-28 for 236, a touchdown, three picks, a QB rating of 63.1. Anytime you throw three picks in the game, you're really playing from behind. Uh Adrian Peterson, once again, the total offense, three touchdowns, two on the ground, one via the air, uh, almost ran for 100 yards. And, again, I just fear that at some point this season, AP is going to break down because he is Minnesota's offense. They've got nobody else who can even come close. I mean, okay, Jerome Simpson – had 140 yards receiving. He was by far and away the leading wide receiver. Okay, breakout game, but who's to say he's going to be the guy? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, with Detroit, you know, Reggie Bush, the acquisition of Reggie Bush, uh, positive, 21 carries, 90 yards, but still they go to old reliable Joyce Bell uh, for the two touchdowns and goal line setup. So they could have a nice little one-two tandem finally on the running side of things in Detroit. Since Barry Sanders, man. Seriously. I mean, look at it. They True. haven't had a Curtis good running back since Barry Sanders. True. Barry, uh, you get no arguments here. I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. I mean, you know what? You look at teams who come from having such a, a, an amazing player on their team, and some teams get real lucky. Green Bay got real lucky. Brett Favre leaves. You come in with Aaron Rodgers. You were able to have a, a, an amazing quarterback from the first day Brett Favre was able to leave, other teams not so lucky. I mean, it's just amazing. The Jets, Curtis Martin goes, they're still trying to rebound and find themselves since Curtis Martin retiring. You know? True. The Lions finally have a decent running back, possibly an even decent tandem in, in, in Bush and Bell. So it's going to be real interesting to see uh, what could happen uh, with this Detroit Lions team uh, this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than last year, Jim. But the one consistent with this Detroit team, and Donald and Sue plays dirty. Well, there's nothing new there. So, yeah. So he might get another fine after a hit. He leveled. So, yeah. Absolutely. Let's go with the next one. Indianapolis Colts 21, Oakland Raiders 17. Uh, you know what? We got to look at it. Throw Pryor. He didn't look bad. Yeah, I mean, he threw two picks, but he was serviceable again, 19-29, 217 yards. I think this is, what, his second game starting in the I, league, something like that? Probably, but look, I mean, look at even on the rushing side from Terrell Yeah, Bar. absolutely. 112 yards on 13 rushes. Yeah. And no Darren McFadden. Well, yeah, Darren McFadden was only 17 carries of 48 yards for a touchdown. You know... It goes back to something I said earlier. When your quarterback's the leading rusher, that's never a good sign to me. Uh, you know, the Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, Cordell Stewart types, it usually leads to bad things in the long run. Maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not against mobile quarterbacks. I'm not, but it's just you have too much of a liability at stake to me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But, again, Andrew Luck is captain comeback. In fact, uh, ESPN Sports Nation did a, a quick poll and they and they asked people who they want to be their quarterback in the fourth quarter, trailing in a game. And it's Andrew Luck who was the resounding choice. And he this was his uh, seventh come from behind victory already uh, in yeah. his young career. A clean game from him, eighteen of twenty three, one seventy eight, and two touchdowns. Uh, I'm not saying he's making people in Indianapolis say Peyton who. I'm not going that far, but uh, uh, definitely. 
the wise move to draft him a couple of years ago because he is paying dividends immediately for the Colts. I mean, it's a good story. It really is. Yeah. And the Raiders didn't look that awful yesterday, so uh, who knows? Maybe a little, you know, something could be looking up for them. Not saying Indianapolis Colts are an amazing team to play against, but it's still, sure. you know, the Indianapolis Colts against the Oakland Raiders. So they, they didn't look strong, man. Yeah. Off. Here we go. New Orleans Saints 23, Atlanta Falcons 17. What did you think of this game, Jim? <sighs> kind of a tale of two halves in many respects. I mean, both quarterbacks lived up for over 300 yards. It comes down to uh, taking a look at the numbers here. You know, Stephen Jackson, 77 yards carrying. Neither team really got an effective running game going. Uh, but uh, a little inside information, as it were. Uh, I, I know uh, Steve Gleason was on the sideline. Of course, Steve Gleason, the former saying he's dealing with ALS. Uh, he was. They, they, they're playing this season for him. They really are in New Orleans because he may not have much longer to live, sadly, because the disease is crippling him. And he's not just a motivational uh, speaker for the team, but he's still very much active with the day-to-day things. Uh, he's always in the uh, locker room after games to uh, be there and lend words of support through the uh, uh, computer system he has uh, hooked up to his wheelchair. Uh, so yeah. this was more an emotional victory than anything else, I think. But Drew yeah. Brees uh, having a big game, uh, throwing for 357, throwing for two touchdowns, a QB rating of 113 uh, and change. Uh, Nothing new the change there. there. Yeah, and just another 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 day at the office for, for Drew Brees. And he spread the ball around very nicely. I mean, Darren Sproles caught eight, uh, rather six passes. Kenny Stills had a couple of long gainers. Marquez Colston back in the fold. Jimmy Graham, who a lot of th- people think is a great tight end pickup, uh, with a touchdown grab as well. He's spreading the ball around, and he has to, because he is that offense in New Orleans. And uh, we'll see how Sean Payton does uh, back in the league here if the league's still on. Yeah, yeah, and he's one of the best guys to do it, so we'll definitely keep an eye on them. Uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Tennessee Titans 16, Steelers 9. Uh, oh, man. It really wasn't an exciting game to watch in my mind, but the Tennessee Titans walked away 11 of 20 for Jake Locker, 125 yards, no touchdowns, but yet they still won. It's the Rob Baronis show. That's what this was. Rob Baronis with a bunch of field goal kicks uh, making the difference in this game for uh, – uh, for the Tennessee Titans, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger starting to show his age. He's not the quarterback he once was. This whole team, this whole Pittsburgh team is showing their age. Um, they need to get younger and fast, and if they keep on this track, it will not be a pretty year uh, in the Steel City. And it's to the point right now where, and rightfully so, we'll talk about this hopefully before the end of the show, fans of Pittsburgh should be thinking Pirates, not Steelers right now, which is against the grain for the last two decades. Yeah. Yeah, but their uh, their rushing was just abysmal yesterday. Yeah, I mean, neither, neither team was a winning team. I mean, for goodness sakes, for those of you wondering about Chris Johnson, 25 carries, 70 yards. He isn't the the great running back he once was. So, Absolutely. Let's go to uh, another game that really wasn't terribly exciting. Seahawks 12, Carolina Panthers 7. Russell Wilson with a fourth-quarter comeback for them with a 43-yard pass to Jermaine Curse uh, to get the win. 25 of 33, 320 yards, no interceptions. But, once again, it was an exciting game, Jim. Yes, it was about as exciting as watching flies do the horizontal polka. And, again, <laughs> we come back to to Cam Newton. I mean, he had a clean game, per se, 16 of 23, uh, with a touchdown pass to uh, to Steve Smith. But where's the offense? Otherwise, not not much of anything. Angelo Williams, 16 uh, carries, 76 yards, average. But again, he was facing one of the best defenses in football, and that's what it comes down to. And they they held Cam Newton by and large in check for the better part of the game. And uh, good defense will win a game nine times out of ten. That's what it comes down to. The defense uh, held down the court. Absolutely. All right, Andy Reid, first game with the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll throw out the score. We're not going to go in depth about this. 28-2. to My question to you, Jim, is if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, do you stop being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Wait a minute. They actually have fans? 
They do. Yeah, actually, I know a few yeah. of them. Really? Uh, could you give me? I thought we had to put out an APB on on such a topic. I'm surprised by this. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. I mean, they went from Blaine Gabbard to Chad Henney for a couple of occasions. It's like picking your poison. Um, I, I they couldn't even get they couldn't get, even get NJD going. No. So I think I predicted like two wins or one win for this team. Maybe I was being conservative. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? After that performance yesterday, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's gonna I don't be, think London wants be, them. London is not real, calling to this team. No. It's going to be real tough on those Jacks fans this season. Uh, good game here. St. Louis Rams. Arizona Cardinals, 27-24. Rams pulled it out um, at the end there. What did you think of this game, Jim? I watched most of the end of this on NFL Red Zone while Scott Hansen was crying in his uh, uh, crying over spilled milk because it was only two games to go back and forth with. No quad boxes. Blah! But, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, I was upset too. You know, it's just it's not the same. Uh, Palmer and Bradford dueled out pretty well. Bradford had the better things, 27-38 for just under 300 yards. Two touchdowns, uh, one interception. Uh, uh, you know, just, just a good game between uh, two teams trying to uh, make a name for themselves. Jared Cook had himself a game. He was the difference maker for St. Louis. Seven uh, receptions for 141 yards, a couple of touchdowns. It just... Uh, just a great game, uh, fun yeah. to watch, and uh, you know, in that Western Division, it's all about who's going to make a surprise. I mean, we know Seattle and we know San Francisco are going to be at the top. Who's going to try to make some noise and who's going to challenge them? Maybe we're seeing St. Louis being that team taking the initiative, or maybe not. It's Week One. Yeah, I tell you, man, that was a good game. I watched a lot of that yesterday. Uh, thanks, thanks to Red Zone. Uh, real exciting. Uh, you know, Carlson Palmer looked really, really good, and you, you could just look at it to where, to the point where Larry Fitzgerald looked happy. He he had somebody continuously getting him the ball, but not even just him, airing it out to other people. He spread the ball around really, really well for Arizona yesterday. Who knows? It could yeah. work out for them. Um, I, I I don't honestly think Arizona will be uh, a playoff caliber team, but they could have a really strong season. So it's good for them and good for their fans. Uh, let's get to this game yesterday, San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay wow. Packers. The 49ers pulling it out 34-28. to Jim, you and I both said the 49ers would win this game, and we also both said that the 49ers are going to have a really, really good season this year. What did you think of watching this game? This was a fun one to watch. I mean, scoreboard changing every second. Both teams had the lead of various points in each of the quarters, I do believe. And Colin Kaepernick, for those of you who are wondering, is he, in the words of the Iron Sheik, Gabriel? He is Gabriel. 27-39, 4-12, three touchdowns, and the key thing, not one pick. He was as clean as clean can be, and he did it with very little running uh, help from Frank Gore. I mean, Gore did run in a touchdown from short yardage, but it was pretty much a Colin Kaepernick coming out party. Oh, yes, it helps when you have Anquan Bolding. I mean, 13 catches, 208 yards. Right now, if I'm Baltimore, I'm saying to myself, did we really need to say we couldn't sign this guy? Uh, ridiculous, man. I mean, well, he, maybe, he was... maybe, maybe we signed the wrong guy to a long-term deal in Baltimore. I don't know. It because was he just went off. And Vernon Davis, again, uh, two touchdowns, almost 100 yards receiving. Another solid day for him. He's uh, yeah, he is. He, he is. Uh, enough said there. No hating on uh, what, what Aaron Rodgers did. He did everything he could to keep his team in the game. 21-37 for 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Uh, he did throw one pick, but, you know, he's human. Enough said there. Uh, and, again, the question I've always had about the Packers the last few years, where's the running game? Eddie Lacy tried to emerge, but – he only had uh, 41 yards on the ground and a touchdown, and he lost the fumble. Um, you know, give it time. We'll see what happens there. But uh, both of these teams are good teams. They're going to be at the top of their respective divisions, I think, when all is said and done. 
And uh, I have a distinct feeling you'll be seeing these two teams face each other come January at some point. Absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens. There are a couple of running backs. One out there has the name of Michael Turner, who's a free agent. So I'm sure uh, people yeah. hurting for a running game uh, could potentially look into a Michael Turner. Could even be Green Bay. I think it could help him. Most Let's definitely. look at this rivalry right here, Jim. The New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys prevailed 36 to 31. Uh, we also got some news today that Giants are looking into bringing back uh, former Giants running back Brandon Jacobs, and they're also going to be working out uh, Willis McGahee because their running game was just awful last night against Dallas. What did you think of this game, Jim? You know, I, I was watching this game off and on, and the one resounding thing I could say to myself is face palm. That's, that's the summation of this game, face palm, because – Eli Manning threw for 450 yards in this game, okay? Wrap your mind around his numbers because he was equally awesome and awful all at once. 27-42, four hitty, four touchdowns, but he also threw three early picks. So, so, I mean, neither of these teams are as good as they, people think they are. Yeah. Or, or they are, you know, they're not who we thought they were, to use the Dennis Green line. The Giants mm. are not as good as we think they are, and the Cowboys are not this good. Okay? No. Well, what did I tell you on Friday? They always play good in the season opener. They always usually play good in the season opener. Anyway, uh, wait, you're a Jets fan. I'm sorry. There you go. But the Cowboys. Exactly. Just, both teams leave uh, much to the imagination is the best way I could put it. You, you talk about the running issues. When your leading rusher has five carries for 23 yards, you're in trouble. And when, you're, and when you're the running back, seven carries, 19 yards with two fumbles. Yes, David Wilson, stone hands, as a couple of my friends called him. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, it was just a mind-numbing game because the giant Dallas led him back in the game. Dallas yeah. absolutely They were trying to grab defeat from the jaws of victory, the Cowboys were, by the second half. Well, the Cowboys Especially are gift-wrapping them from in the fourth there. So, so it's going to be a long season in the NFC East. That's all I'm going to say because, you know, the Redskins may be the class of this division. Because I don't see the Giants. I mean, the Giants have trouble against the Cowboys. We're you you got your your team's in trouble. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. It was a good week one, though. I enjoyed it, Jim. It was. It was entertaining, a little bit of everything, and lots of safeties. But it's not over yet because tonight we have your Philadelphia Eagles versus RG3 and the Washington Redskins on ESPN. Following that, the Houston Texans taking on the San Diego Yon Chargers at 10:15 on ESPN. Houston Texans, I'm yes. really looking forward to watch that because I want to see what their defense does with Brian Cushing back. If you, uh, if you do watch the late game, I advise you to mute it and maybe even pick up the Westwood One Sports radio feed. That way you do not have to hear Chris Berman calling football. It's not good. Not good. <laughs> there you go. All right, we have a, uh, a little over seven minutes left uh, in the show uh, today, my uh, Jim. So why don't you... Run us through the MLB standings real quick. We'll do it real quick. Uh, the American League East, pretty much same as it ever was. Boston leading by seven and a half over Tampa Bay. It's all but a lock. In the Central, Cleveland is clawed to within five and a half of Detroit uh, for the uh, second place spot in the AL Central. Kansas City is seven back. Uh, Kansas City still playing winning baseball in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks. Oakland has separated themselves a little bit over the weekend over Texas, up a game and a half in the American League West. In the East, Atlanta over Washington by a dozen. In the Central, big weekend for St. Louis playing, I believe it was Pittsburgh, and they lead by a game and a half over both the Pirates and the Reds in the National League Central. The NL West belongs to the Dodgers, up by 11 games over a flailing Arizona Diamondback squad. Uh, taking a look at the wild card standings, it is a crapshoot in the American League. Uh, Tampa Bay and Texas would be your wild card teams. Baltimore, Cleveland, two back. Yankees, two and a half back, despite losing three or four to the Red Sox. They're still very much in the AL wild card conversation. 
Uh, Kansas City three and a half back. National League, it's a, it's sewed up. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, with Washington, uh, the closest trailer, eight games behind the Buckos. But uh, not all is good on the good ship Yankees. Even I mean, they lost three or four, even though they put up big time runs uh, against the Red Sox. But they could be down El Capitan, John. Yep. He's not looking and good. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. You gotta wonder the injury to Derek Jeter is at the end. Is it the end? Because it's a sore ankle. It's the same surgically repaired left ankle. He hasn't been able to play more than a week or two straight this season. Is it time to think about uh, you know calling it a career? I'm not trying to say this. Because I hate the guy, I have on the contrary, I have all the respect in the world for him. What do you think? I don't know, man. You know what? It's he's he's had two fractures on that ankle now since last October. Age. We we know we know the CAT scan came back negative. That's always a good thing. But if he's gonna have problems on an ankle as a baseball player, that's one of the main things you need, Jim. You need your like, a shortstop, especially the, the most uh, you know mobile position. You have to be in in, in probably in, in the position players of a, of a baseball team. Exactly, yeah. and you know I, I he'll know. be forty next season if he returns. Right. Um, you know, is this something now that the Yankees have to sit down and really think about and say, do we take Jeter away from shortstop, make him our everyday DH just to keep his bat around? Uh, but, you know, but here's the. But and you bring that up, but here's the problem with that. Designated hitters by nature are the type of players that can give you pop. And when I mean pop, I mean home run power at the swing of a bat. Jeter yeah. has never been a home run hitter. He's a contact hitter. I don't think he as a DH would work in New York or anywhere for that matter. I just don't see that happening. You know what? It, with the Yankees, they'll make it work because this is you know this is their guy. He's their franchise. You know, this, I know. Yeah, he's he's their entire franchise, Derek Jeter. And if you're not a Jet, uh, excuse me, if you're not a Yankees fan and you don't believe that, then you know go somewhere yeah, else because he, it's he, the truth. He is there. He is their franchise. He is the he is the last in our generation of the lifers, as I call them, people who will play their entire careers with one team and with one franchise. He will not go elsewhere. I know. No, that. he, he, he can't. Can't if 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 there if it comes down to it, you have no choice but to force him to retire. Do you make him your first baseman? No, you got Mark Teixeira there. What are you going to do with Mark Teixeira? So they got to find something yeah, for him. And to go back to the DH route, uh, Jim, he he hasn't hit twenty home runs since uh, two thousand fourteen. So uh, excuse me, two thousand four. Um, you know, so yeah, that hurts. But what else do they do with Jeter? To me, the only reasonable thing they do is either try to get him to retire if he's going to start having these problems now, or Making the designated hitter because you can't have a shortstop with bad ankles. You can't. You can't. It just does not work. It becomes an Achilles heel for your team, no pun intended. It, it hurts your team's cause. And I hate to say it, with a guy who's batting 190 with a home run and seven runs batted in in 17 games, he may be the reason why this team isn't first in the wild card or second in the wild card right now. And I hate to say that. Well, you know, it is what it is right I now. But. Also, at the same time, you got to think how devastating is it going to be for Yankees fans to lose both Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera possibly in the same season. So, and Rivera, who uh, Girardi had been courting to come back, uh, he's been blowing saves like uh, crazy as of late. Not a good idea. Just let it. Nah, Mariano nah. Rivera. He's you know he he he's one of the the, the classiest guys in the game of baseball. I think that we have ever seen, Jim, uh, since we've been around. Oh, yeah. And this is a guy where, you know, everything he said, he's done. So yeah. I honestly don't think anybody could talk him out of it, to be honest. Quickly, you want me to get to the – I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. We have 90 seconds left. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to get a quick non-sequitur. Do you have $682,000 lying around? <laughs> if I did, I, uh, I'd probably be living in my own house by now. Well, you better give me a few bucks or else I'd kick your butt. And that, but, but apparently – this, and, and look for this on ESPN.com. A, a, a bidder for Green Jacket Auctions, uh, unidentified, bought the first-ever Masters Championship Green Jacket for nearly $700,000 at auction yesterday. 
By the way, the jacket is a 43 long if you're scoring at home. Um, wow. Just wow. Well, we'll buy it, and uh, we'll hang it up in a little frame for you, Jim. So. Well, it'd it have to be a little one because I'd be doing the Chris Farley fat guy in a little coat routine. It would not be good. <laughs> kind of wish I had that sound right now. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Jim. Well, that's our show for today. We'll be back Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time to go over tonight's games and even more stories in the world of sports. We want to thank uh, former NBA player and tenure NBA vet Malik Allen for joining us on today's program. Check his newest venture out at inrecruit.com. Sign up and uh, show some support for him. So for Jim Williams, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We'll see you all on Wednesday. Love, peace, and sports, y'all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.